0: Plantation SDA Church presents The Bible Unmasked. Read your Bible daily and join us every Sunday at 7.30 p.m. for our weekly discussion. From Genesis all the way through to Revelation. Let's read the entire Bible in 2021 with The Bible Unmasked. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 24 of The Bible Unmasked. I'm your moderator, Levon Brown, and thank you so much for joining us today. The Bible Unmasked is a weekly Bible study that is aired on Sunday nights at 7.30 on YouTube and Plantation SDA TV. And our goal is to read the entire Bible in 2021. And we are inviting you to join us on this journey please note that the weekly reading plan is shared during Sabbath service and on social media. So read along with us and invite your friends, your coworkers and your family to join us also. So we're asking that as you read, that you'll text your questions in advance to 954-388-8780. Our pastors and Principal Stevenson will peripherally address your questions on a weekly basis. And we are also asking that you uh, subscribe to the Plantation SDA Church's YouTube channel, um, and this will help that you, um, you to be automatically notified of future episodes of the Bible Unmask or any other live stream event. So, our presenter this evening is Principal Stevenson. Hello, Principal Stevenson. Yes,
1: it's nice to see you this morning. It's nice to be on. And it's nice to be a part of another another, uh, chapter and uh, coming closer to God today. Nice to see you this morning.
0: Amen, amen. It's great to see you also. All right, so um, we have a few questions and um, we don't have a lot of time, so we're gonna get right into it. And um, so without any further ado, um, we'll get right into our study. And so um, I'll ask that you join me now as we pray. Heavenly Father, we as we come before you this evening, we want to pray, dear Lord, for your forgiveness of our sins, anything that we've done, known and unknown. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for your Word, and as we open the Bible this evening, we pray that you will hear our voice. Help, dear Lord, that everyone in the hearing hearing of our voice, all our um, the our visitors or viewers this evening or the presenters will be blessed by this, e- by this the evening's proceedings and that their lord um we will be, be transformed blessing keep us always as we continue to serve you in your name i pray amen amen okay so we have a few questions um for you this evening um principal stevenson and uh last week we studied job 13 through to 42 and can you just give us a summary of what we covered in, in, in our last study, just for the benefit of our viewers?
1: Okay, so our, our last study, uh, Job 30, right?
0: It's, it, it, I'm seeing here 13 to 42.
1: All right, Job 13 through 42. So in Job 13 through 42, we um, experience Job's reply. To the um, to to the indictment given to him by the people who assumed that he was being punished by God for what he was going through, um, and uh, listen to the, uh, the the statements made by his uh, of by by the, the different friends that came to see him, and uh, we we need to recognize that sometimes our friends are well-meaning, but they right. miss the mark. And in those moments, we need to make sure that we are shored up in our relationship with God, uh, so 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 that we can indeed be able to reply to them and let them know that um, that we um, have th- th- of what God's true purpose for us is. And so we see sort of the statements of his friends, and then Job's rebuttal, all the way through. Um, all the, all the way through these sections of Job, um, and um, as, as we as we page through that, you know, Job recognizes the importance and the power of God, recognized His Majesty, but also stands up for himself in um, in how he um, how he uh, lived his life. Uh-huh. And we get to see towards the end of this and how all of that finally, and I love it in verse 38, God speaks. Amen. And that's the voice that we're really looking for here. Right. God speaks. He speaks to Job. And what's beautiful about this entire story is after Job literally goes through so much misery, we see Job being restored. Amen. God. Amen. Um, you know, and, but, but I, I, you know, also, you know, one thought that I did, uh, that I've gone through as I've read through Job many times is the fact that God does restore us but because we live in a world of sin. I'm sure, sure Job still carried um, the, the, the pain of losing his first batch of children, even though the Lord gave him new ones. Um, but but that we have to recognize in in the book of job that we are caught we are caught up in a cosmic conflict and that for those of us who are going to stand firm in god we've got to recognize that there are bigger things at stake than just our lives amen and that sometimes god needs we need to give god the freedom to use us to his greater purpose And sometimes that can be uncomfortable. And that's an important message for us to get. And because we've got to also realize that God went through a great deal of discomfort in his own family in order to save us. And so that sometimes we've got to put our faith in God, recognizing that he is the ultimate healer, that no matter what we ultimately go through for him, he will give us the strength to stand for when the time comes.
0: And that, as you said, that is a very important message right there. Um, and and today we are looking at Psalm one through to forty two. And how would you summarize today's study? Um,
1: you know, these verses. Yes. Today, Dr. today's study, we 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 experience the, we experience the ups and downs of the psalms, <laughs> and. Um, you know the, the, the Psalms uh, represent um, and, and on our, our beautiful songs, but poetry that express the experience of the um, of the author as they go through various experiences in their life. Some of them are for strength, some of them are for power. Some some of them uh, some of them speak of the depth of pain in their souls. It's, it, it it exposes the reality of the human experience. As we walk with God, but ultimately, what I love about all of the Psalms as we will, as, as we will continue to go on from the sections that we cover, is the um, is the resilience that comes from our relationship with God, and that He does give us the strength to be able to persevere, and that ultimately, if we persevere, our our faith is strengthened, and um, and that the Lord gives us the, uh, the the strength to be able to go through all kinds of struggles, but also be able to express to him the joys as well of walking with him.
0: Yes, and we sing the psalms a lot. And I mean, these, we express ourselves through music even today, <laughs> you know, yeah. in a mighty way. And so, as we sing the songs of Zion, as we sing these songs, they also help to strengthen us as we go on from day to day. Yes, they do. Yes. Okay. And so, uh, let me see. We do have several questions. So, let's just go into the questions that we have for you today. Uh, one of the the first question is, what is the significance of the Book of Psalms? Um, it's 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 in three parts. What is it? what is the significance of the book of psalms should we incorporate more psalms in our worship service and is it important for christians to memorize these psalms
1: okay so we've, we've kind of covered it in my in my in my initial statement of of what we're covering yes. this week the uh, the importance of the psalms is you know just like any any uh uh faith-based musical musical um Genre. The, the songs express the personal experience of somebody's relationship with God, both in the highs and the lows. We have that in our current hymnal, okay, uh, where 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 we have people people expressing different points in their ex- touch points with their experience with God, whether it's praise, whether it's pain, whether it's it's joy you will find all of those in the Psalms. And so the, the, the Psalms are important from that standpoint. Um, you know, one area that, that isn't touched in, 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 in that question is that some of the Psalms can be quite prophetic. And we have mm-hmm. to realize that, that even within the Psalms, which were songs sung about the future of God's plan for his people, all of that is wrapped up in the Psalms. Now, what was the second point?
0: The second point was: um, Should we incorporate more psalms in our worship service, and um, should we memorize them?
1: Okay, we we can always incorporate psalms, and I, I don't know if there, there's any, um, you know, necessary. Uh, Formula to say this is how many more psalms we need to incorporate, but but psalms and, and and statements in the psalms are part of our contemporary Christian praise and, and worship um, repertoire. It, it I I I do believe that 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 there is no downside in having more psalms incorporated in everything we do that
0: is true that is true
1: you know and and so should we i don't know that that's an imperative that says somehow if we don't the lord won't you know i i'm not going to say a should but could we absolutely the psalms are absolutely inspiring and you know in some in some church um traditions i've been in different play lived in different places around the world in the united states that there there is part of a there there are some churches that still do um, um, readings of of the psalms prior to the church service where, where where there'll be a person up front who will read a statement and then the, the then the congregation will 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 read a portion and they'll they'll, they'll go through psalms that way it, it's a wonderful part of, of a church tradition especially in some of the more conservative churches in the Midwestern United States you'll see it some places in Europe still you'll see it um should we is there an imperative probably not could we and would it would we be blessed by it i i agree that we we would be um and so 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 that that's my answer there but but as far as a should i'm I'm always cautious to say to say that um but we definitely could and we would be blessed by it
0: yeah And they say there are pros and cons to everything. I'm not seeing a con to that. As you said, you know, what's what's the worst that can happen?
1: (laughs) There's no downside. All the Psalms will bring us closer to God. And, you know, I've, I've read through the Psalms many times. I have to admit, I usually don't read through the entire book of Psalms at the same time. Because there's a tendency for me, just like if I decided to read through all the hymns in the hymnal at one time, you need to take a little break. So I usually personally read the book of Psalms in quarters. I'll read like a quarter of the book of Psalms. And then I'll go to one of the minor prophets that can be really, really depressing, and then I'll go back to the Psalms and be built back up, then I'll read it, and you'll, you'll find out when you hit the minor prophets. It's, it's, it's a Debbie Downer, I'm going to tell you that, and then you've got to go back to the Psalms and be lifted up, and then you go back down, and, and, and so that's usually how I've personally read, the, read, read through the Psalms. I, I don't read through the whole thing because there's, a, there's the possibility that for some people, all the Psalms start sounding alike, and then there's a tendency in your mind to you going blah, 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 blah. And you don't want that because there's a lot of power in the Psalms, but sometimes it helps to take a little break from the psalm and then come back because you really need that encouragement and, and you can go for it. So
0: Fantastic. That's a really good approach. <laughs> and then the question, of course, is, is it important for us to memorize the Psalms?
1: It's important for us to memorize all of Scripture. But what I like about the Psalms is they are, many of the Psalms are very memorable. And, uh, you know, for for my family, um, every single Friday night in our family worship, we recite the, the, the shepherd psalm together. What yes. is my shepherd? I shall not it want. Them, something right. that I had memorized by the age of five because we did yes. that every single Friday night. There are certain psalms that are so incredibly powerful and so incredibly encouraging that I would urge people to memorize them because then in times of pain and in times of crisis, you can refer back to them in your mind. Yeah. And there's power in these psalms. And, and so... Again, I don't want to say a should because that means then that if you don't, you're not going to go to heaven. It's not like that. But if you spend time putting Psalms to memory, especially as a family with your children from a young age, it, 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 it I personally believe it fuses the power of the Psalms with your mental DNA and protects you in, in, in times of need and spiritual need because those words are built into your brain. And so I would I would definitely recommend that if you're looking for scripture to memorize, that there are many, many psalms that would th- th- that, that have so much power that to have them committed to memory will be something that will give you um, strength and give you um, comfort during many, many challenging times that we know we're gonna go through in our lives.
0: Amen, that is so true, is it? And you know, as we study the covenant, as we're going through and we're studying the covenant and we speak about writing God's word on our hearts, this is very applicable to this question here as to whether or not we should memorize. All right, so let's go to Psalm 1, 1, to 3. It says that, Blessed is the man that walketh not, and this is also another popular psalm. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth His fruit in his season his leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper and then it goes on to say that ungodly are not so when it says that whatever the righteous man does shall prosper the question is then why do um why do believers suffer
1: all right thorny question but a good one yeah what i have found in my experience with scripture is the scripture is many, many times, most of the time, is speaking in spiritual terms. Many times we we tend to want to apply, and and there's the prosperity gospel that wants to apply scripture always to um, huge success in this life and this world. We've got to realize that scripture is talking about us being ready for eternity. Mm -hmm. And so... Everything we go through, we will prosper and learn from if we're walking in the the in the, the, the counsel of the godly, okay, because the, the reality is, and the shortfall of prosperity gospel, and listen, I listen to some of those guys preach, and I'm not going to say I haven't been blessed by some by some of the, 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 the more popular prosperity gospel preachers, But I have to come back to and make sure I'm centered on the fact that what God is looking for when we walk in the path of the righteous and follow the, the, the words of the righteous, we're talking about being spiritually successful. And a spiritually successful person is somebody who is able to survive all of the storms of life. And sometimes the storms of life, and sometimes we think prosperity, oh, that. Prosperity is a storm in life because prosperity, more so than anything else, actually puts a wedge between us and God. We've got to be careful. Right. That What they're talking about in, 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 in the Bible is the prosperity of the strength of our spiritual life connected to God. Amen. And in that, we become stronger by walking the path of the righteous. We may or may not ever be wealthy, trust me, I have a hard time making ends meet every single month. And here in South Florida, it's not getting easier. But, <laughs> I, but, but I will tell you with, with, the, with the raising okay. and the cost of living, I'm, I'm dipping into savings almost every single month now. But I don't count that as God's curse or blessing. But what it does force me to do is this forces me because I walk in the path of the righteous to walk closer to God every single day and trust that ultimately his goal is to prepare me for his kingdom, not to fall in love with this world. And some will say that when you walk in
0: the path of the righteous, then you should expect calamities to befall
1: you. The the devil starts working overtime. I will will tell you, I'm going to be speaking this next week at at a camp meeting in... um, in Ohio. And I will tell you that more calamity has befallen my life in the past 3 weeks. Yes. And in the past several years because the devil is tearing me away from a message God has given me to share with those people. And so you are so correct. I mean, I'm I'm not going to go into the details, but heartbreaking stuff has happened. Yes. Heartbreaking stuff. And and it's easy to become focused on the heartbreak and not focused on the power of God and 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 the God God has literally had to speak and give me direct words to say in the sermons I'm going to preach knowing that my mind is struggling with the issues that I'm dealing with and I will tell you that that's where the blessing comes when you're going through the hard time you literally hear God in a dream that says this is the outline follow it
0: okay okay and we pray that God will strengthen you as you prepare for this um, message um Okay. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. And thanks for answering that question for us, Principal Stevenson. It The next question is, is based on psalm, psalm 2, verse 8. And it says, it, it, it's, what does the scripture mean when it says that, ask me and I will give you the heathen for thine inheritance?
1: All right. Now, now, at, at the time that the, this psalm was written, Israel was in the process of trying to conquer the, the, the evil empires around them and stand up to the evil empires around them that were trying to destroy them. And so we, 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 I'm, I'm going to take you to the historical context of the time um, that, that where you know, ultimately God was going to fulfill his plan in the life of Israel to be triumphant over those evil nations that surrounded them. But in, our, but, but in, in a, a, the, the modern connection, okay, we're talking about our ministry to, our, to, to the people of this world who don't know Christ. And it's God's desire and intention that he will allow us to be able to share him with them and, and so, so, so that that hostility will no longer exist because, you know, when, when you talk about, you know, the, the, the context of, of this particular, particular text, the, 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 the threat will, will no longer be there because these people have come to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, but many times in the Psalms, you've got to think about what was going on in the history of Israel at the time of the writing of this Psalm. And then we have to apply it to our current circumstances in a way that's appropriate and in line with the the desires of God and the Holy Spirit in our lives.
0: That's beautiful. Well put. That is so true. Okay, so again, and just following on from what you just said, if you look at Psalm 5, verse 10, it's david says destroy thou them O god let them fall um, by their own counsels cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions for they have rebelled against thee and so he's asking the lord here to um, destroy his enemies now the question is should we be praying and asking the lord to destroy our enemies
1: That, that is, that is an excellent question. And it all depends on how we perceive destroy. I will, t- I will tell, I will tell you, there are probably some people here today who um, can relate to the fact that if you are walking the path of God and your family members aren't that sometimes when you come into contact with them or at a family u- reunion or something, I'll give you an illustration if you're at a family reunion. And you're the only one not drinking alcohol,
0: right?
1: Okay. And, and your family who may have been raised in the faith, but have walked away and are doing this, see what you do, see, see your behavior as a judgment and an indictment on them, even though you have not said a word, you are merely there to be with your family. And if they are making negative choices. You may pray for them silently at home because you know that speaking out speaking out at that moment might not might not be the right thing as heartbreaking as it might be to be there for that um that that you may be praying also that that, that their foolish decisions will bring them to ruin because when you come into ruin then you realize what that you need god right okay And so, and so, you know, when we look at this again, we got to look at in the, in, in the context that this was written again, this was written at a time when Israel was surrounded by wicked enemies and, 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 you know, so, so we can say, Lord, let them find the result of their poor lifestyle choices so that they will ultimately recognize their need for you. Um, but I don't think that we should be praying for bad things to happen to people out of revenge or anger or anything like that, because those are not fruits of the Spirit, those are, not, those are not symbolic of our relationship with God. But that the result of those relationships will bring them back to a road where they will be open to the voice of the Holy Spirit.
0: And that's a very good point. It's the intentions of the heart that makes a difference. You know, if you mean well for people and you pray, Lord, just help them to see it the right way. And that's different from saying, oh, destroy them all, because I personally think that they should be destroyed.
1: Yeah, we, we, we should never desire the destruction destruction of anybody. But on the other hand, in, in this story, you know, at the time that this psalm was written, you know, this is a psalm of David. And, and, and David was a warrior king. Okay, we've got to recognize that. He, he was the... He, he did... He did more than... In fact, God wouldn't allow him to build the temple because he was a a warrior and his hands had been too deep in the blood of of, of of, of the enemies of Israel in order to be able to be the one to build the temple. He faced the enemies. He created security for Israel. He dealt with civil wars within Israel itself. He had to reunite a nation build an army, and then de- defend a nation and and, and, and start a, an important legacy. And so David's battles are going to be different than ours because very few of us, last time I checked, are are kings of this world. And so when we read these, we've got to recognize and, and, and be cognizant of the history that's involved there and then make the application um, consistent with our station in life and God's um, challenge that he's given to us in the future.
0: Okay, all right, thank you so much. And um, moving to Psalm eight, verse four. Now, this also is a very popular verse that is used from time to time. And it it really says, um, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Now, what exactly, as, as you said, you know, you're looking always at the context. What exactly is going on here? And why is David asking the Lord, you know, as if to say, why is man even important?
1: It's a question I ask myself. (laughs) Uh, You you, you know, and, 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 you know, this is David waxing very philosophical here. You know, and and I ask that question too. I mean, what is man that God would allow his son to die for us? Yes. What makes us so important? Because, you know, there are other things that God could have done to, uh, to, to erase sin from, from, from his creation, okay? Listen, God is so powerful, he could have just wiped this world out, cleared memory of us in heaven and, 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 and in, in the rest of his creation, and then recreated, but there is something about mankind. Yep. Something that may maybe we will never understand, but but that's one of the first questions I'm going to ask God. First of all, Lord, I'm so grateful I'm here in the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> but why, why did you do all of this? Why did you allow all this to happen? Please explain. Nobody understands that. I'm I've not heard a, a a single theologian come up with what makes humanity so important. And so David is having a, a, a real question here, What? what is it? I don't understand that you're willing to do so much for us, that you have so much invested in us, that that, that, that you're willing to sacrifice so much to make this happen. It, 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 it I, I could preach, and, I, and I've got to be careful because I could preach a whole sermon just, <laughs> that just little from that. <laughs> Just the questions that it brings up and, and the enormity of God's love for us. Because, you know, it seems like every single day, I'm almost terrified to watch the news in the morning. Because every single morning, <clears throat> there, there, are, there are mass shootings a couple times a week now. I remember growing up when men, they, 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 they were, except in war-torn countries, they weren't mass shootings. You know, Miami-Dade, people are murdering each other in the streets every single day. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Very
0: sad. It's very sad. And, and,
1: and I have to ask God, God, what is it about humanity? yeah what is it but 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 the fact is that god's love is and sometimes we just have to accept that until finally we can ask him face to face what was it about us that made us so special (laughs) okay
0: all right and moving on psalm 10 verse 1 Um, david laments on how the wicked seem to have free reign to destroy and murder the innocent and the poor um, in verse 1 and 12, David calls on the Lord to remember his people. And um, the, so the question is, how should we respond when we feel as if God has forgotten us?
1: You know, there, there are many times in history where it seems like God has forgotten his people. Um, and, you know, I've... Since, since I've moved here to, to, the, to, to uh, South Florida, I have had the opportunity to develop some really wonderful and meaningful relationships with, with the Jewish population. And, you know, and many of them are, are you know, the children of, you know, uh, in many cases, Holocaust survivors, people who went through just, you know, where, where millions of people were just wiped out from the earth. And and many of, of them ask that same question of God, you know, of you know yes. how do you how do you justify this and and, 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 and the the power that our enemies have? Uh, and, and that's where faith has to come in that God has to ultimately have a plan. And faith needs to come in the fact that that as, as Christians particularly don't put too much value on this life.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and that, that might make me sound a little bit morkish, but, but please don't put too much value on this life because God is thinking about forever, okay? Yeah. And, and so so many times we get so caught up on this life, but we've got to rely, realize God has a very different perception of both life and time than we do, okay? Yeah. God is eternal. We -hmm. can't wrap our little tiny human minds around that. God has always existed and always will. Okay? Life. God can create life, recreate life, and resurrect life. And so even if our lives are taken from us prematurely because of the violence and seeming strength of our enemies, but let's put something up. The enemies of God's people are also whose enemies? God's enemies, okay? And they may be powerful in this life, but what's more important, this life, which is temporary even at best. If you're unlucky, you're going to live to be in your 90s. I don't want to live that old, okay? I don't <laughs> I don't want to be a doddering old man with Alzheimer's, drooling on myself, incontinent, in a nursing home somewhere. Please, Lord, take me before that day, okay? <laughs>
0: can't
1: ever see you like that, Principal Stevens. <laughs> I can't see you like that either, but it may happen, okay? That would be worse, okay? I'm looking forward to that eternal day. And so what we've got to recognize is our enemies around us may seem super strong in this life life but it's only this life our
0: focus should not be here
1: our focus is not here and as we read through the scriptures as we look at history let's remember that this earth is not our home that we're promised eternity with god ultimately that needs to be our focus
0: amen thank you for that all right psalm 14 verse 1 says the fool has said in his heart that there is no god Are we justified in calling unbelievers
1: fools? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Do we believe in God? Do we believe in the power of God? Do we see God's power in our lives? Do we recognize that that, that there's an eternal life? If we recognize all those things, then listen, we've got to call it the way it is.
0: Mm.
1: And that doesn't mean we've got to walk around and walk walk into a, a nightclub and say, Fools, suckers. But in our hearts, we got to know that turning your back on God is foolish. And if you are foolish, then by that very nature, you are a fool. Yes. It is what it is. Now, now, should we be running around calling people fools? And then what do we do about people who are foolish and fools who are not following God? Do we walk around condemning them or do we pray that their eyes are open to God? And and, and that's an important part. But listen, we we need to be very, 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 very intellectually honest to the fact that it is foolish to turn your back on God. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Okay? And so if a person turns their back on God... They are fools and, and, and we should do everything we can and pray that the power of God continues to work on their life, lives so that they will recognize their foolishness and be reunited with their creator.
0: Well, amen to that. And, we, and, and we're living in interesting times and we're seeing a lot of things happening around us that we, we possibly didn't even fathom that maybe, you know we would be seeing these things happening around us people You know confused about so many things so yes well and 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 more and more it's said every day that we need to be politically correct about you know the things that we say so we don't offend the next person so um yes we're not gonna go as you said uh, to their face and say oh you're you're foolish and you're a fool because you don't believe in god then that posture will will maybe turn them away (laughs) so so the 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 thing to do as you said is to pray
1: you know, one of the things that I've done with my own children, and, and, and they go through stages where they really, really love me, and then there are other stages where they. <laughs> but, 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 but I told them, I said, you know, you can go ahead and, and make choices that you know are incorrect. I said, but please understand that I reserve the right to laugh at you when you make foolish church. Oh
0: my goodness.
1: You know, I just reserve that right. So I I will give you the right to make your own decisions and do what you want to do. But please understand, I reserve the right to laugh at you. Um, Not to your face, but I'm going to giggle inside when you do something dumb. Um, I'm just going to because I've taught you what is right. And when you go against it, it's going to be funny. Okay. Um, so so, so that, 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 that may be wrong, throw stones at me, my, my but my children know that when they do something foolish, Dad in his heart is mocking me. And, and what it does is it actually helps them make better decisions because they do love me despite it all. And um, they want to please their father and they don't want their father to be mocking them in their minds. Right. So, 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 you know, so, so, so my kid, my son will pick up the phone and say, dad, I did the stupid thing. I know in your heart, you're, you're laughing at me. Yes, my son, I am. I'm not going to do it again. That's fine. I mean, that's the kind of relationship I have with my kids. Um, oh, that's good.
0: These are open and honest. It's open
1: and honest, yeah. but, they, but they, but they know, you know, when they, when they do something foolish that I taught them not to, and they're going to go ahead and do it anyway. And then something happens and there's a consequence. I'm going to just laugh. Oh, I told you, <laughs> you know, so you know, that's just how it works.
0: But they know it's coming from a place of love, so shouldn't exactly not, yeah. be a problem. <laughs> All right, Psalm, Psalm uh, 19, <clears throat> verses 7 to 10 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise is simple. The statuses of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart, the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever, and the judgment of the Lord are true and righteous. Um, altogether. Uh, verse 10, more to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey, and the honeycomb. Um, so the, 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 the request here is for you to explain verses 7 to 10. What are we, what are, um, yeah, basically to explain 7 to 10.
1: All right, it, it, the, 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 this is not hard. Now this particular okay. psalm in the 1970s was turned into a psalm, um and and that song is going off in my head right now it's a beautiful beautiful song but 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 here here, here's the deal even if you're not a believer right now and you're watching this out of out of curiosity if you choose and, and i i listen i know a couple of atheists who have chosen to live by the law of the bible not that they believe in god but because they know that if they follow these ancient principles that were written down thousands of years ago, their lives will be better. Okay, these, these these aren't believers. Okay, these are these are people who seriously question or even completely deny the existence of God. But they recognize that the law that was written down many many years ago, there is power in those original laws. I've, are you, those of you who know me have, have heard me say that God's law is his blessing. Many, many times we think the law is something that, that make, that, that tells us that what we can't do and it prevents us from doing the things that we may want to do, but, but, but that's not what it is. Okay. The law of God is his blessing. Basically, the Lord says, if you live this way, your life is going to be better. Okay, So if you're hearing what I'm saying here, whether you choose to believe in an all-powerful God or not, there is something about the law that was written down thousands of years ago that still rings true today. In fact, in, in North America and most of Western Europe, which by and large is post-Christian, Canada is post-Christian, Western Europe is post-Christian. You know, we're talking about just a few nations on earth that truly claim God is the central power. The laws of those nations are based on biblical principles, and that's why those nations have been blessed, okay? That's why there are good legal systems. The law of the Lord is perfect. It covers everything. It covers every aspect of our lives. It teaches us how to be truly civilized human beings. And when we do away with that law, chaos ensues. And so the, the, the challenge to all of us, and, 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 and again, it just it just adds so much more power to the law, if we accept it as the word of God coming to us from a, a powerful being who loves us and has our best interests at heart, so much more power there. But if if you want to deny the power of God, you cannot deny the power of the law. And yeah. <laughs> the order it'll bring to your life and the blessing it'll bring to your family, you will be a better businessman you'll be a better parent you'll be a better friend your life will be blessed if you are brave enough to follow what's in the scriptures
0: amen amen time is against this principle stevenson so but i want to squeeze in three questions so there are two that is uh, that relate to um psalm 23 but before let's look at this question in relation to psalm 18 in psalm chapter 18 he speaks of doing supernatural things How literal should we take some of the metaphorical language in the Psalms? And what do we know um, to take things literally, sorry. And when do we know uh, whether we should take things um, literally or figuratively? Um, How do we know for certain that Psalm 22 is Jesus on the cross? And what lesson can we learn from this chapter about how to apply prophecies? So I think it's two different questions here, right? So one speaking to Psalm 18 and the other to Psalm 22.
1: All right. So with regards to the the the, the, the miracles in Psalms eighteen, we've got to recognize, and what the what the author here is wanting to emphasize is that when we walk for God and walk in faith with Him, anything is possible even things beyond our human ability to comprehend. We've got to understand them. That God will perform miracles on our behalf when it is his will to do so. And that we have to be ready for that. I'm I'm gonna give you an illustration here. My uncle Michael was the youth director for, Michael Stevenson was the youth director for the general conference. And after a, a huge evangelistic series that he, priests in Indonesia at a camp meeting there, there were many, many people who needed to be baptized. And there was a construction site right there where they were planning to do the baptism. They didn't know, They, they just showed up there the day of the baptism. They were running all kinds of heavy equipment and it was very very loud and it was going to interrupt the baptism and so my uncle and some of the indonesian elders they went and just asked that for an hour they stopped they just shut down their heavy equipment so they could do the baptism there in the river and then they could continue the construction foreman said no we can't we've got to continue our construction if we don't we're going to fall behind schedule we're already behind schedule it took us a while to get our permits we're going to be moving forward my uncle and the elders got together and they prayed mm-hmm. and all of the equipment quit working. This is a true story. Wow. All the equipment quit functioning, shut off. They did their baptism within 15 minutes of the baptism being over their equipment would start up. They could hear the, 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 nee. Everyone, yeah. nothing would start. Okay. But it was God's desire that those people would be baptized in that river without the sound of diesel engines roaring in the background. Another story. This also happened in South Africa when I was a kid growing up. The Helderberg College gymnastics team was on tour throughout the country. They actually, through gymnastics, did, did the, 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 the passion play of, for, for, of Jesus Christ. Okay. Very, very powerful presentation. Um, the young man, his name was David Neiman. He was a, a, a task force worker from Southwestern Adventist University, was the coach. He introduced gymnastics to, 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 South, to the South African Adventist schools. Um, he, he, they were performing in an area in South Africa where English wasn't spoken, Afrikaans was the only language. They prayed that the people would understand. My father was there because he was the conductor of the choir. The choir would sing dur- dur- during the time that this was happening. And my father who is who bilingual heard a couple of very old Afrikaans grandmothers who who seldom even heard English in that part of South Africa, exclaiming how excellent the Afrikaans was spoken by the young American missionary and how amazing it was that he had learned the language so quickly. Mm. But he did not speak in Afrikaans. Wow. They heard it in their language. The Lord, when it's time, will perform miracles in our lives. Great things will happen, but we've got to walk hand in hand with Him, and we will experience those miracles when God, not us, God needs them to happen.
0: Amen, amen. We are almost out of time, but we need to say quickly on Psalm 23. Um, two questions on that: What does it mean? Um, does it mean that we will never be in want? The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. And also, you know, do you have any historical insights uh, in terms of why Psalm 23 um, became so popular?
1: Psalm 23 is 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 the psalm that, again, my family has, has memorized over the years. Um, and Psalm 23 covers every single aspect of the things that the human life goes through and the human experience. Yes. Um, and so... It's a it's it's a powerful it's a, it's a powerful powerful psalm, and again the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. Okay, he talks about the fact that again we're talking about a spiritual experience here. If God is our shepherd and He is the one guiding us spiritually, we'll lack for nothing. We're going to go through ups and downs, because as you read through this, he leadeth me, uh, you know, he, he takes me to green pastures, he, he leadeth me beside still waters, he restoreth my soul, he guides me. Now listen, he guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake, and then it goes forward. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. you to understand, you're walking through God and you don't have to fear death. Why do we not have to fear death? Because we're looking forward to a resurrection, friends. So, so even death is something we don't have to fear. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me, okay? And the rod and the staff represent God providing direction for our life. And the direction that comes from God will comfort us because we know God's guiding us to where he wants us to be, okay? Amen. You prepare the table before me in the presence of mine enemies you anoint my head with oil my cup runneth over surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and i will dwell and that's the goal friends i will dwell in the house of the lord forever forever and that's what a do.
0: very beautiful note to end on for this for this evening um and you know I, I'm, we are out of time And um, so sorry, we did have one or two questions that we could not address, but hopefully we'll be able to address those next week. Um, We're gonna ask our viewers, first of all, I wanna say thanks to all our viewers for being with us this evening. And we're gonna ask that you read Psalm 43 through to 80 for next week's study. That's Psalm 43 to 80 um, for next week's study. And please read daily, not all at once, and text your questions to 954-388-8780 our presenter for next week is going to be um olivia smith with pastor jen and so please join them as they go through the bible study so past um principal stevenson just want to thank you um so much for being with us this afternoon this evening and um we just um hope that you know that what we've done here this evening has been a blessing to to someone and Thank you, our viewers, for joining us. Please remember to subscribe to the Plantation SDA Church's YouTube channel to be automatically notified of future episodes or any other live stream. Um, so can you pray for us to close off,
1: please? Yes, I'd be happy to. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the uh, the writings and the scriptures that have been put together as a compilation of books into what we call the Bible today. And we thank you for the guidance that they provide us. We thank you for the encouragement and the challenge of the Psalms. I ask, Lord, please, for your blessing on, on the readers as they go through the scripture with us. Father, we're almost to the halfway point here. We're, we're moving through fast. I just pray, Lord, please, that you bind our hearts to yours and that we hear your voice as we read your word in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. 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 Thank you so much. And I just want to point out that, you know, some viewers may join in and say, oh, I didn't start at the very beginning. So I can't, um, I can't join now. But yes, you can. You can just pick up from right here and and we'll see how we go from here. Correct?
1: Absolutely. And I will tell you what you can do. You can start from here and move along with us. And then you can go back to the beginning. All these programs have been recorded, and you can go ahead and read from there and get caught up at the other end. Then there's no wrong place to start reading the Bible. There's no
0: wrong place. Amen to that. Thank you so much. Have a good evening. Thank
1: you. You too.
0: Plantation SDA Church presents The Bible and Must. Read your Bible daily and join us every Sunday at 7.30 p.m. for our weekly discussion from Genesis all the way through to Revelation. Let's read the entire Bible in 2021 with the Bible Unmasked.